Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I am your host, Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting from you on the third coast, the Gulf Coast of the United States, and the Gulf Coast of Texas. It's my great honor to be bringing you another, um, you know, hopefully intellectually challenging and uh, thought-provoking theory uh, based on research into um, these alternative slash um, um, more accurate timelines and histories of the world and the events and trying to connect the pieces um, based on the evidence and based on the mysteries that basically using what was unsolved and unknown to um, not serve as you know uh, blacked out censored parts of history but to serve as the junction points the intersection points of um, already known to exist and hypothesized interactions with ancient aliens in that vein of the world, but reality is that they're currently still here, and that it has been this long-term plan with a millennia-long, multiple millennia-long um, intervention, having been recently performed by the Ashtar High Command and their chief race, the Venusians, against the Orion Draco Reptilians, engaging them and defeating them in a hybrid mosaic warfare um, you know the Orion Draco were a millions year old um, intelligent life forms dominating and evolving the human being to serve as a intelligent slave uh, livestock race to help terraform the planet and to uh, basically serve as a second intelligent species, but one completely subservient even to the evolutionary dictates of the much more intelligent and much more advanced Orion Draco, and a completely one-sided and unjust situation. The Venusian and the Astra High Command were invading the Orion Draco Empire and destroying their uh, hold on Earth as well as pursuing them and and defeating them into open engagements around Mars and the asteroid belts securing enough territory to safely provide a garden for which the human species may bloom and grow to fruition. These activities are known as the Orion Wars they were marked by the invasion of this world by the Astor High Command and their technology, uh, both physically and psychically, and in higher dimensional uh, dimensional uh, dimensionalities, such as the quantum uh, realm and the um, hyperdimensional, uh, basically reality creating realms. This was translated into the Earth over a millennia of cataclysm and revolutionary world change of the environment, as well as the existing social order and even biological makeup and energy, uh, things like the poles, positions, uh, you know... uh, the amount of gases, the, the volume of gases and the concentrations of which in, in the very atmosphere of the Earth itself, the creation of the known world's oceans as they are now, you know, to their full extent. That was the level of uh, the ending of an ice age, the beginning of the current age, the slowing of the rotating rotation of the day, as well as the lifting of a... Uh, um, an etheric shroud, a type of a, a, a greenhouse effect that was artificially induced by the Orion Draco, 
uh, which created a constant twilight of purple haze that would that would uh, shroud the sky and keep the sunlight directly from contacting the Earth's surface. Um, after that was removed, there was now classic day-night cycles, as well as uh, things like the visible moon and the visible sun. All these are changes which mankind um, it doesn't even recognize as having occurred. Some most of these things we take for granted as being consistent throughout millennia or millions of years, even such as the day-night cycle. The evidence suggests that that's not always been the case. Deserts emerged where there was once tropical jungle. Oceans flooded and submerged entire continents. Entire oceans that were shallow coastal tropical lagoons uh, for hundreds of square miles uh, dried up overnight, leaving deserts such as the Mojave and the Great American Desert, such as the uh, Midwest Plains. These phenomena were weaponized and were attacks directed at the pre-existing ruling reptilian empire by the Astro High Command. Done so through the multidimensionality that they existed in from physical 3D uh, geoengineering attacks on the magnetic poles to psychic uh, attacks on their control, the liberation of mankind through his dreams, through the creation of uh, myths and heroes and, and gods in his image, as well as the incarnation of themselves into the physical human bodies of the very species that they sought to liberate from the Orion Draco and to live amongst us, live amongst the humans um, as humans and as our ascended masters in a greater uh, attempt at liberating our minds through the power of philosophy and positive memetics. This is, um, you know, crucial to how we have, or they eventually defeated the Orion Draco human empires, which were empires under dragon, uh, uh, lineage, dragon appointment, and, uh, or puppet nations, puppet empires, controlled by draconic forces with connections to hollow earth bunkers, advanced technology, um, administration capabilities, forces that would be recognized as magics, etc. And, and plus millions and millions, if not billions, of uh, citizens to fill their armies and to use, literally, uh, to move heaven and earth when they needed to. The reality of the... the human race was that it was entirely created by the Orion Draco and this point in history was populated was seeded artificially as densely as our populations were um, back then and they were higher in population back then than we are now though no mainstream sources no academia would ever dare uh, theorize this or support this theory. While there are 7 billion human beings now, in 2021, there were 20 billion human beings in 2021 B.C. These billions of human beings were absolutely 100% psychically, physically, um, technologically under the control of draconian hybrids and pure blood, pure blood draconians in the subterranean um, cities underneath their cities, preying on them, taking their psychic energy, using them to perform labor, um, you know, as well as defense from other rival hives, uh, using them for sport, and using them as a component that was most taboo to the other intelligent races living close by and observing them, such as those of the Galactic Federation of Light, 
which is the authority that controls the Ashtar High Command. And the Ashtar High Command is the alliance that the Venusians control, they being the chief species and organizing and commanding dozens of other intelligent species who are less numerous, but, you know, as crucial to this development plan, to its success. When it came to um, this chess game, this 4D chess game between the Ashtar High Command and the Ryan Draco, force was used where force was available or force was possible. But because the reptilians were using human beings basically as human shields, the in ground invasion after the uh, Earth's defenses, the space fleets, the armadas, the stations and orbital defenses, the you know, the, the ground defenses, the super weapons, once they were neutralized, once the Earth itself was liberated in all but the surface and the subterranean elements uh, cut off and, and you know, divided from the majority of the reptilian empire and its uh, troops by the Ashtar High Command space fleets and the Greys, who at this point were also siding with the Ashtar High Command, but the Greys too were a slave race created by the reptilians. Um, but unlike people, they were not kept mentally subservient. They were not, they don't have spirits in which to suppress. And mentally, they were allowed to develop extremely high IQs and abilities in memorization and, and calculation, being that that's their role. <coughs> like AI, except they're living AI, and once they gained sentience as a species, they decided to rebel, once seeing the opportunity and the weakness of their creator, and that has led the Greys to be an independent species on Earth ever since, even though they are like a sibling species co-created by the reptilian Draco. Although genetically they are very dissimilar to us, but they are more similar to us than if they had evolved completely from a different uh, chance of evolution or a different environment. The same species that created us created them, and they used basically the same blueprint, except the, the radically different biologies, producing radically different results. But the more things change, the more they stay the same. Humanoids are humanoids, and that's there's an extreme uh, affinity and curiosity of the greys to how the human beings' genetic and evolutionary um, futures relate to you know such developmental uh, differences, and if they can somehow cross that that sea and, and merge the two, uh, eliminating their weaknesses and increasing their strengths, uh, you know, regardless if we are able to do the same. The uh, reptilians at this point were fighting their war near the Jupiter moons, trying to defend their core of their empire off-world, um, desperate to both create distance and to retreat into a uh, less uh, prioritized part of the solar system from the Astro High Command, who was you know, powerful and seemingly invincible, but seemingly focused, you know, evidently focused on protecting and, and conquering Earth. And in doing so, also it acquired Mars. Um, but the priority its beachhead was Earth. So moving away from those and basically retreating to fight another day, the reptilian empire uh, left the Orion Draco that survived the initial wars on Earth to defend themselves as best they could in their fortifications in their subterranean cities. The ground attack, this is where we're getting into the ground attack, its job was to destabilize and to destroy the Earth kingdoms, the kingdoms of mankind that were loyal to the Orion Dracos that had created them. They weren't to genocide any more than they had to. They weren't to assassinate any more than they had to. They weren't to kill as more enemy soldiers than they needed to. But they were 
to create such a psychological defeat, such a absolute crushing defeat against these forces of mankind, not immediately, but over time it would be a complete and total conquest of the Earth by the Ashtar High Command. And the beginning of these steps having already happened by securing the world for, with its high technology and uh, superior you know, forces, protecting the Earth from any extraterrestrial or ultra-terrestrial, like, you know, higher intelligence invasion, and being able to monitor and to provide complete air supremacy over any battlefield or any engagement technology that rival the Ryan Draco um, servants and what they possessed knew that it was going to be an inevitable victory. The only matter was time and the severity of the damage and bloodshed that occurred during this mission, during this, this event. What would occur tactically, like how this would manifest itself, was not that the Astra High Command and its many different alien races would open warfare against mankind, who at this point is nothing more than an infant, and would be traumatized and terrified of all extraterrestrial contact from then point on, being that that's counterintuitive to the fact that they were trying to liberate and free them to join the extraterrestrials, right, instead of fearing them because they're being genocided by them. Uh, you know, and create a genetic memory. The extraterrestrials that were not human would colonize the world and develop bases and colonies, have the bases out of space, orbiting, defending. But the real fighting, the real conquering, and the real uh, cultural exchange and, and control would be performed by human beings, human beings cloned and genetically engineered on Ashtar ships to be the most perfect human beings capable of tapping into psychic abilities that the DNA already inherently had, capable of performing great strengths of uh, great feats of uh, strength and stamina, and to possess otherworldly beauty, intelligence, charisma. Um, stature um, to be able to invent like the highest 10 10 all the way down when it comes to the stat line right like just 10 10 10 10 10 and these men these heroes these human beings men and women would be delivered onto peoples to start revolutions to start movements to start religions and faiths and they would each have already been educated and possessed the knowledge of this grand plan and design and having been already taken up aboard space, uh, starships, traveled around through aircraft, being possessed of technology, would be representatives of heaven, uh, basically this cosmic order of light, the Galactic Federation of Light. In doing so, their actions would be very much the reason for, the inspiration for the stories of Mount Olympus and the gods of Mount Olympus, the pantheon, the pantheon of the Norse mythology, the pantheon of uh, most uh, Gallic and Celtic uh, religions because the root people were all the same. They visited internationally. There was no limit to where they could reach and where they could go. But the targets that they, they, they wanted to hit were the most populated areas. And areas of extreme cultural significance are extreme reptilian control. This would be done over a series of successive events. First going down and, and uh, shock and awing and then creating societies, creating um, their own armies, creating their own countries, their nations of people, their own tribes. But ultimately, the, the, the strongest of the invading armies was completely artificial. It was an entire army, hundreds of thousands of clones. Each one from these demigod-like men and women 
that were genetically already engineered to be ascended masters in every way, as well as great warriors, because their stature, their speed, their stamina, their reflexes, their, their, their intellect, their cunning, and their training, as well as their weaponry, which for all purposes was forged by the gods capable of amazing devastating uh, direct energy attacks capable of, and they would have artillery, cavalry, their own vehicles, the chariots, the Vermanas, the Merkabas um, and that these armies were known as the Sea People, known as Atlantis because the artificial island which was a, actually a ship that they came from that actually grew them and deployed them and literally this this ship was massive the size of a city probably one of the largest um, ships to ever really land on earth was just that a mobile headquarters by the Astra High Command it was a colony ship it landed in the ocean and floated like an artificial island in the Atlantic Ocean and from there, the armies of clones with their high-tech weaponry sailed forth, marched forth, and were able to conquer and take over the lands very quickly within lifetimes, within generations. And this did not upset the balance immediately. This did not shock the natives Although the natives were getting defeated, the loyalists to the Orion Draco were getting defeated in every battle. They were getting decimated and, and embarrassed, and the faith of the people was waning and switching over, and cities were being conquered. And every day, almost, as these campaigns were going into the enemy's hands, Genghis Khan's empire, Alexander the Great's empire... The um, conquest of Julius Caesar, the conquest of the Tartars in China, the Mongols in China, um, even say the, the the ideas of the Boxer Rebellion, uh, where the West attacked uh, the the Chinese. That the idea of numbers and the old ways they don't hold up to tactical genius and advanced weaponry and dedication, and not only that, but assignment from higher powers. Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great, for example, both had connections to divine birth and to sky gods, specifically Zeus and uh, Genghis Khan's uh, tribal shaman, Sky God. Um, these sky gods were the direct representatives of the Astra High Command. These were Venusians. These were actual aliens. Overseeing and supplying the very troops that they would need to start creating cultures, not just armies, but cultures, to get the respect and to get the fear away from the Orion Draco, away from the dragons, and into these men of legend, these emperors, these uh, warriors, these commanders these generals that would, with their own uh, deeds, with their own conquests and victories, not only erase the existence and the proof of existence of these very uh, dragonic, uh, reptilian, uh, worshipping cultures like uh, Persia, like, um, you know, ancient Egypt, like... Uh, um, some parts of uh, Europe were the Druids. When those cultures would be destroyed, would be taken over, all the priests, all the scholars, all the literate aristocratic uh, elites, all the uh, rulers and uh, influencers, anyone with uh, cultural respect would be usually killed or made a slave. Specifically to show that the power that the reptilians used to have over that society did not exist anymore. And in fact, these men would use their divine appointments 
like Alexander the Great, to ordain himself a god. A god amongst men. Julius Caesar, for example, ordained himself a god, ordained the Caesars' godhood. The um, ancient Irish, the ancient Vikings, uh, very much similar things that they did. The passing over of death into Valhalla, which is uh, reminiscent of, um, you know, a holy war or a crusade or a jihad. In which they were attacking and literally uh, uh, pursuing any scraps or any traces of this, this old world. Not because they were greedy, and not because of, and not because of uh, some extraterrestrial knowledge of their own either. They did it because they were hardwired to do it. They were bred to do it. They didn't even have. They don't have control much like a dog doesn't have control of their reasoning. These were engineered human beings, human beings whose cultures were absolutely written in stone to be temporary. And to only fulfill and only need to exist until it fulfilled a certain mission and then it would allow itself to be evolved again. The final points of these wars were it's not like what history is telling us, these this Rockefeller education system is telling us. The final point that would happen is the development of a worldwide empire of Aryan genetically alien hybrid human beings who can trace themselves back to being clones creating cities that are run on zero point energy, wireless energy that connect all across the grid, that connect across the world, that had uh, pentagon shaped portals connected in what they would call the the, 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 uh, the sun road Stargates. They would develop underground uh, caverns, uh, bases, subway systems, fortifications. They would develop uh, flying machines. And once the Orion Draco Empire was finally pursued out of the actual, like, you know, um, surface, once there were no more direct representatives or leaders or clans or bloodlines of the Orion Draco directly controlling any human beings. The mission for this version of superhuman who ranged anywhere from six foot tall on the shortest side to nine feet tall at the tallest possessing of great physical strength uh, stronger than any man currently alive, smarter than any man currently alive, uh, better looking. Uh, it's like they had just better senses. They could. They didn't even have to eat. They they could live off of the electricity generated off their their very uh, buildings, and heal themselves with music. These Jedi masters, these demigods. Uh, that walked on earth in massive cities, city sizes, basically hundreds of millions of people were taken back, were literally raptured and beamed back to the Ashtar ships, to the colony ships, which are them, themselves the size of countries, they're the size of uh, small islands, they're the size of large islands, they're the size of uh, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 miles in circumference. Um, they are enormous, and they can range in size and, and spatiality so that even if they are smaller on the inside, they are much more spacious. And so these ships could be, for all intents and purposes, uh, infinite when it comes to the actual volume inside these looking like natural geographic uh, landscapes. And complete with rivers and waterfalls and forests and oceans and coasts and uh, that's all inside the ship. Those are the living quarters of the ship with the life forces, with the life uh, support itself being the oxygen the trees produce, the the food that is you know local 
to the uh, the ship itself, you'd be walking in a field of grass, and it, you would be on a spaceship. You would be living in a house, you like a log cabin you built, in a farm that you have to 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 help feed yourself. But you're living inside a spaceship, and these human beings were taken back by the ones who created them, the Venusians, were taken back into their society, where they are currently living in stasis waiting the time when it's going to be official that they're disclosed, the true history of the world is known, revealed, and the existence of the Astro High Command and the Venusians is approved uh, by the Galactic Federation of Light, their authorities, they may again return to the Earth, reclaim their lost cities, and walk amongst us once again, like they have previously and they are going to again. This was done completely with the intention that the old technology, the old cities, the old empire, and the old uh, ways would be left behind for the natural, quote-unquote natural, now liberated, former slave species known as humanity. Now, this is also known as the Great Reset this event in history where the former society of invaders that were considered almost a different species than the normal I guess you call it natural historic human appeared suddenly developed massive cities global empires uh, these advanced technologies and fought wars against pre-existing empires and, and dynasties that had existed for millennia, and defeated them, and then vanished, taking with them all their knowledge, all their culture, all their ways, but leaving behind the physical artifacts, leaving behind the books, leaving behind the libraries, leaving behind everything, seemingly for us to reclaim, seemingly for us to, to, to unbury and just move on in. In many cases, just moving in, right? To begin our species, to begin our own history, to decide our fate, to grow as a species, as long as it took to get to a point of social and psychological maturation. It was expected to take no longer than 100 years. They thought within 100 years... Mankind was going to be able to literally motivate itself and discipline itself and grow into a intelligent, spiritually developed species completely independently and graduate from baby food into adult food, basically, spiritually and psychologically, technologically, within 100 years after, literally, after everything was already done for it, after all the roads were paved, after all the sewers were built, after all the subway cars were put in place, all we had to do was literally turn the switch on in the morning and just go to work, basically. And what happened within that 100 years is heartbreaking because we were hijacked. Some say it was intentional as a test to see who was corrupt and who wasn't. The human beings were not truly liberated. The human beings, psychically, were corrupted so fundamentally that our minds and our psyches, in some rare cases, were mere images and exact copies of the cruel and predatory and inhumane reptilian mind. That men lived amongst us who were more reptilian than reptilians sometimes are based on their social patterns, their mindset, their desires and their motivations and their cruelties and their um, aggressions, their predations, their, their opportuni opportunism, their uh, basically coldness to each other and their lack of empathy as well as their deep desire for power 
their deep desire for power, their arrogance, their territoriality, their uh, belief that everyone should be a slave to them or to be destroyed as competition or and, and to do so in the sneakiest, un, most underhanded, dishonest, uh, manipulative uh, way possible. Machiavellian is a word, but that's, you know, exactly. They are... Um, they are in many ways an extremely cowardly species, these reptilians. But their mindset produces uh, profits to the detriment of the human soul, to the detriment of the human life, to the cost of the environment, to the cost of uh, all things good. You know, being such dark side creatures, that is their way. Human beings thought to be liberated physically from these reptilians free from the frequency weaponry, free from the psychic attacks, free from the physical attacks, free from um, you know the tyranny of literal dragons devouring and burning up their children and their livestock and their, their farms and if they ever decide to speak about against the emperor uh, once that was destroyed and destroyed in front of their eyes the concept of any one single person reverting back to that perversion, that, that cowardice, that fear, it was, a, it was a gamble that was taken. And you can interpret it as misplaced faith and trust in humanity. You can look at it as uh, the extraterrestrial misunderstanding of the human mind. Uh, the reptilian mind and how powerful it was. You can look at it as a experiment that was done like you would an experiment with rats and mice in a laboratory. Uh, merely an observation period. But within that hundred year period, which is lifetimes for a man, and thus you get that, I speak about it with significance, but this might be insignificant to the extraterrestrials. This might be insignificant to the Astro High Command. Knowing full well this was a fully controlled experiment, and they were just wanting to see the, the effects and who exactly, you know, did this and, you know, what exactly it led to. Just for data, and everything was truly in their control from the very beginning. Uh having they they have the ability to see time they have this ability so it's completely within the realm of, of discussion uh, and that's how I choose to interpret it but they within the last hundred years the rise of the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the cabal of Jews and crypto Jews and um, the Ashkenazi Mafia those who are not Hebrew but they say they are uh, because they are the synagogue of Satan. They are literally the, the juridic philosophy of the higher order concepts of reality that the Orion Draco um, taught mankind. And they are the students of that, having recovered that knowledge, having uh, preserved that knowledge, uh, even in most cases after it was physically destroyed you know, psychically in their subconscious and their memories and their teachings and their cabals and their cults. And uh, one of those cults is the Catholic Church. One of those cults is the, uh, you know, the Zionist movement of um, uh, the Jews. Islam is another one of the cults that these uh, reptilian worshipping cults of, of crypto-Jews and Reptilian worshippers have done their best to suppress information, destroy information, censor it, censor the truth, and they are much more motivated than the average person who is, for all, for all metaphor, learning how to walk and learning how to stand and then now learning how to ride a bike and then learning uh, how to make friends and learning, you know, the basics in their psychological and mental childhood, their spiritual childhood, that these human beings are not developing as, hu as human souls. They're not developing as people, 
as mankind, as, as with mankind, they are continuing a evil, inhuman soul path slash like mindset psycho psychology, and they are doing so at the cost of so much human suffering, of so much uh, pain and misery. Uh, not only, you know, to themselves, but, but to everyone on the planet. And they are doing it because they are possessed by the ghosts of reptilians. They are possessed by the ghosts of the Draco on, and other things like the dark energy vampires that they have awoken and pursuing and and trying to seize illegally this technology. Now, the cabal is not in control of the uh, secret space program. The cabal is not in control of Solar Warden. The cabal is not in control of not Waffen. The cabal is not in control of the ICC, although it does make up members of the ICC. Uh, within the companies and corporations of the Earth, the Cabal is a group of independently minded people who have created the monetary system, the governing system of most of the countries currently on Earth. But they did not create the Earth, they did not create mankind, they did not create mankind's psychology. They did not create mankind's destiny. They did not create these old cities. They have merely created the laws and the culture of fear, secrecy, suppression, greed, atheism, confusion, all that dark side shit. They have, they have furthered that. They have continued that. They have tried to keep that alive within the hearts of man. And it's and they have done a great job within the last 100 years. 150 years. But it's a blink of an eye and like I said the experiment has come to an end. Their patience in the Astra High Command has run out. Recently nine cabal leaders were invited to Antarctica. Under the guise of being invited to see the secrets and to be invited into Solar Warden, to get permission to be debriefed and classified and debriefed on this classified information of Solar Warden and the secret space program, they were all arrested. They were all tortured for information, imprisoned in confession loops. Mentally and spiritually, their bodies cryogenically frozen, kept on a facility in Antarctica by the secret space program, members of Solar Warden, members of the secret government, Lannis Rising, the New World Order. Because the New World Order is just that it's moving away from the Old World Order. The old world order which calls itself the new world order. That is public enemy number one. Many of the cabal leaders who engaged in secret ceremony and coven, black sabbaths, worships, uh, worshiping and providing sacrifices to energize the outlaw, criminal, cannibalistic reptilian entities both alive and imprisoned on earth as spectral ghosts are receiving the death penalty those that trafficked humans for such purposes such as sex slavery such as ritualistic abuse and sacrifice to these reptilian worshipping occultists are facing life imprisonment Exiled 
and parts so removed. as to make it impossible to ever return back to society. Off-world prisons. Prisons located on the bottom of the ocean. Prisons located in countries and terrain so far removed, a man could walk for 200 to 300 years and not yet reach civilization. Prisons in Alaska prisons in the Arctic Circle, prisons in Siberia, depending on the locality and nationality of these criminals. Prisons underground, carved out of the very heart of granite and rock in mountains in Switzerland. While the cabal has always been only 1% of the entirety of the human population, that 1% has subjugated 99% of the human population in only 150 years. That is how evil and powerful and perverted the reptilian mindset truly is. That if it was given to any species, the same fates would befall it. That an elite group of supremacists would seek to steal 99% of all the wealth, all the land, and enslave 99% of its fellow species of its own kind without any regard to dignity, mercy, kindness, family, loyalty, or compassion. And damn near nothing to charity. Mercy or forgiveness. That is how powerful the reptilian mindset is. The creation of the Rockefeller cabal, of the Rothschild banking in, uh, families and their empire, the absolute gaslighting that they call the major academic world, the mainstream society of media, journalism, and debate and discussion. That is how artificial and illusionary the reptilian matrix is and can be if not guarded and kept very controlled by us, the people, the true people, the natural people. The people who follow the ways of heaven, the people who follow the ways of the shining ones, the people who follow the ways of Elohim, the people of Israel, the people who are Hebrews, the people who follow our God, the Creator, the supreme creator of all time and space and those laws and those ways as passed down to the ascended masters brought to earth to liberate us from Moses to Jesus we follow the truth and we see the truth And the truth is, 100% the opposite of these old world, heartless Rockefeller and Rothschild types who have taken over all of the knowledge, all of the secrets, all of the libraries that were left to us by our liberators. And who, when those liberators return, their armies or fail in trying to stop them. They will be forever exterminated. The process is already beginning. The biggest trees in the forest are beginning to be cut down. And soon, every every last reminder and remainder of the reptilian empire from physical to mental to historical will be reduced and cremated to ashes and scattered across the now new seven seas.
Well, that has been my program, what I might have been theorizing. It's a short episode, I know. As these 12 days of Xmas festivities go get underway, some of these episodes will only be an hour. 12 new episodes for the 12 days leading up to Christmas, leading up to Xmas. This is number 8 out of 12. So starting at 12, 12, 11, 10, 9, and then this is 8. We have 7 days to go, people. It's amazing. It's a pretty cool little experiment. It's a pretty cool little celebration of you, the greatest audience out there in Dreamland. Thank you all very much for those who have listened to this program since its start. If you're not already aware, starting next year, everything is going to go behind a paywall. It's going to have to be uh, monetized to support this project. And uh, I uh, value it. I consider it extremely serious work. I consider what I do to be both unique and, um, you know, absolutely worth the very humble and modest asking price of only a dollar or two per month for access to this content which is produced full time which is uploaded multiple times a week and which monthly adds up to hours and hours of original incredible audio entertainment in the podcast genre can't find my opinions my insights my evidences my theories anywhere else I highly encourage you to support me so that you can keep this going on for infinite for, uh, for the far future as far as the uh, I can see into the future remember that every dollar that you contribute gives me a chance and opportunity to expand to continue this, to help out more people, to reach more people, to provide more professional, higher quality documentary style videos to financially support our great guests, our great special guests who um, and you know are always welcome on the show, but to support their projects, to provide higher quality, larger, uh, larger name creator guests, creative guests such as uh, independent filmmakers, uh, authors, ufologists of renown, only possible with more contributions from everyone listening out there, everyone out there in Dreamland. I know not everyone is working. During these times, I know times are very tough for a lot of people. Myself, very much included. But I am currently surviving only on the tips and the gratitude, the generosity of my supporters. And while many of you have chosen to support me, and I am forever grateful for that, forever grateful for every single person who sent in only a dollar to everyone who sent in monthly donations every single month and you know who you are I've given shout out videos before I'll give out shout out videos again you guys know who you are you're incredible I enjoy every single one of your conversations your insights, your opinions but a dollar Two dollars, three dollars, whatever you can spare, will keep independent citizen journalism like myself operating forever. Please take the time to consider it. Thank you very much for your decisions. And always like, subscribe, and share to social media because that's free and that helps me out immensely. This has been the Beyond Top Secret Texan. You've been listening to Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. Hosting from the third coast. To you guys, the greatest audience out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. 
Thank you all very much. God bless you. And peace out.